Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, Outcast? This is Steven, your host with Phantology Podcast, with my lifelong friend, Josh, talking about the hit Netflix TV show, Wednesday. A little bit of a different brand for us. Uh, Usually we cover books. I mean, we do TV shows every now and then, but typically it's not kind of more of a what you'd call a YA type of TV show. Uh, But we both watched this and enjoyed it quite a bit. Josh, I think you, I mean, you have like a a glowing review for this one. I, I liked it quite a bit and a lot of people did. I think it's, depending on what metrics you look at, it's like the number two Netflix show of all time. I, I mean, I guess it depends what numbers you're looking at, but it's a very popular show. So Josh, tell us why it deserves to be there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that this show was super ambitious in a lot of really interesting ways. So for one, Tim Burton has just been kind of off lately. Like, I feel like the last, I don't know, half dozen or so movies of him, I just like didn't even care to watch. So I did not have high high expectations with this coming in. Um, for example, like the Dumbo movie, I never saw that. The, um, mm. like, how what, what are some other? I don't even know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. He's just been kind of in a slump. I don't know. I I don't know if he's just been taking like money projects and stuff, passion projects, but I used to be a really big fan of his. And so this felt like a return to, he's just taking a super, it's like back to a character study and he did such a good job with it. I was just like blown away by like the character of Wednesday, just immediate, you know, like from, from the first few scenes of the show, Mm -hmm. I was just totally engaged with her character and Jenna Ortega. I haven't really seen her in anything else, but she was like, built for this role she's the uh she's the young jane in jane the virgin if you ever watched that i i saw the first few episodes but yeah you know, i think like, she's in one of the seasons of you as well but yeah i mean she was really good yeah, and, yeah i mean she's not like a no-name actor it's not like they pulled right, her from right, right, right. but yeah yeah and and honestly i the whole time i'm watching i'm wondering like how many takes does she have to do before she cracks a smile every now and then like she just has the deadpan look on her face the entire time and that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. And the, the so by far and away, like 10 out of 10, which I hardly ever give 10 out of 10s for things, but in terms of like that performance and that casting and just everything to do with the character Wednesday, like how her specifically was written, we'll get into like other major problems with the writing in terms of like the plot and other characters and stuff. <laughs> but in terms of how the character like Wednesday was written and portrayed and acted like I think it was flawless personally. Like I don't think it could have been done better. So maybe that's maybe that's like a hot take, but like okay. for me that was no. Like I mean I think it, ten out ten out of ten. Yeah, it really was a great performance. Very believable. Really so, sexual right away. Yeah, yeah. There there are other things about the series, specifically about the the plot and and some other just like pretty big plot holes and just weird things mm-hmm. that they did that were like super middling and like fell into some really cliche YA things. And we'll talk about those. Yeah. No, but, a lot of it. So yeah. 
there, there were a lot of kind of just cliches and tropes that were just kind of all thrown together and turned into this TV show. And, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it worked like the uh, Wednesday and Enid pairing, which was basically like wicked. Here we are in a school with the happy go lucky girl and the, you know, Wednesday girl. Um, but I thought that relationship really worked and the whole idea of, you know, here we are at the magic school and there's actually no classes that they're ever going to, you know, that's kind of a, a trope as well. There are sure like a lot of plot holes that arise from some of these tropes that they threw together. But I mean, from a surface level, I think it all came together decently well. Once you start to like really kind of nitpick, like, okay, this is how this all came together. Like, does it really work with characters really do these types of things? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we'll get to those, but like just macro view, the, the other thing that worked extremely well was, and these are kind of linked in my mind for this show specifically, but was the, the setting and ambiance that they created um, like both with uh, Jericho and with Nevermore mm -hmm. and with like the woods around, just like all the settings were just, so well done but also like the the cinematography it really was like you brought you know tim burton's like just straight out of you know some classic movies and his total skill as a filmmaker and like put it into which was really well done yeah it didn't look as cheap as a lot of the other netflix shows which is always my deal with netflix like some of the shows just don't look cool enough for me to ever really jump into and and be immersed in yeah i thought it was a real like specifically comparing it to like amazon's projects like rings of power and and uh wheel of time like they just need to learn that not everything needs to be like super super garishly like well lit and see every detail <laughs> of every corner of the room uh -huh. and it didn't descend into like house of the dragon territory where like there were scenes that you couldn't see what was yeah. going on you know it was just really well done where what you needed to see was well lit like you could see the characters you could see their faces you could see their expressions you could see some but like there was also like kind of a spookiness in terms of the the uh, other ambiance and like other parts of the setting so mm -hmm. I, I just felt like um the way that it was filmed and the way that um it was portrayed worked like tied extremely well with the setting that they create and I really, really. Yeah, that's well said. So did you ever see comparable CW shows like Riverdale, for example? That's the yeah. one that I, I think is a pretty natural comparison. Super comparable to Riverdale. Yeah. Um, I watched the, like the first two seasons of it. And then I was like, this I think is I get, yeah, much. I gave it yeah. two or three seasons. And then it just kind of became this endless repeat and I was done. But the first season was kind of fun and new and intriguing. Yeah. Another, maybe even better comparison, which is like in the same universe as Riverdale, technically, is that Sabrina show on Netflix. Oh, I never watched that one. I think you guys were telling me to watch it. I never did. I mean, it was a lot like this, like in terms of having like a definite vision and having a lot of like being a definitely like YA story that um, like has all the YA cliche tropes and stuff. Um, but also like some compelling story elements. So it was a very good comparison, but it just never had the like level of charm that Wednesday has, like even really close. Like Sabrina uh, and the actress that plays her, I'm, she's a really great actress. Like she acted the role really well. She did a great job, but it just nowhere near as charming. And so I felt like Sabrina is like 
solidly like that five to six range where I feel like, you know, Wednesday, just by her part, like the actress's portrayal of Wednesday, like elevates this up to like more of the, you know, eight, eight to nine range for me. Maybe that's a bit high, but yeah. And my deal with Riverdale is it, it's just always like way too much. Like everyone's just like way too over the top and overly dramatic about everything. And I could never really cheer too much for any of the characters other than the Sprouse brother who uh, was kind of fun in that show. But for whatever reason, like the characters and what, I mean, I know it's, I know it was kind of over the top still, and it's obviously fantastical, but it just seemed like everyone was a little more grounded. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but it just, the show didn't seem like it was trying to be more than it was. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in some senses, like, I think it, I think it really leaned into its strengths, if that makes sense. Like it really leaned into Jenna Ortega and like her portrayal of when it really mm. leaned into the extreme things that worked well, you know, it didn't lean into here's some really convoluted plot that really doesn't make sense. Like the plot was a bit convoluted and some of it didn't make sense, but like, it was so <laughs> easy to look past that because uh-huh. of all the other like amazing things that was like really forcing you to pay attention to versus Riverdale. I felt like it would just constantly like force this convoluted plot that like down your throat and put in twists for no good reason. And it was just so heavy on the nauseating team teen romance in the, in Riverdale. I don't know about Sabrina, but, um, and I mean, obviously, yes, there was some romance in Wednesday, but it was not the focus at all. Like it was just kind of like the subtext of some things. And I thought that's appropriate because, I mean, I, I don't think Wednesday's a super romantic person. Yeah, I, so it was interesting. I um, I thought the romance was one of the worst parts of the show, but Mackenzie liked it. She didn't mind it. And so she thought it worked, it worked well enough. I guess we should get into spoilers now. So, well, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess brain. Yeah. it is spoilers. Yeah. But um, like Mackenzie's point was like, it wouldn't have really felt like a betrayal of Tyler if he was just some kid that worked at the coffee shop. Like you kind of needed the romance aspect to really pull off that betrayal of him. Mm. And I will admit like that, that monologue he did of like when he was like, Oh yeah, I got away with it. Look how cool that did hit pretty, that, that hit pretty well, you know, um, at the police station at the police station. Yeah. You didn't like that. Man, I thought that was really cheesy. I really liked it. I like. I just thought seeing his face like just go like change. Uh-huh. Know, I thought it was good. Well, by the end of the show, I was still confused. Like, how much of his actions were controlled by him, and how much were controlled by Thornhill? That was her name, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, th- yeah. Thornhill was he really like that evil, and would come up to her and say something like that? I, mean, I got the sense that like he wasn't completely in, in control. And so why would he be like bragging about, you know, in such an evil way? Well, I kind of think that's why you needed that monologue because he, you needed like that. That's the, that's the evidence for me the, as the watcher to say like, yes, he. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like that they would even make you think like, Oh, was he really in control? Like they went through that whole scene of like, Oh, how much are the hides aware of what they're doing? Oh, he was killed by a hide before he could find that out. Like, I don't, I don't know if you remember that little conversation. They were talking, it was when she was learning about hides and the researcher or whatever. 
Okay. Anyway, uh, so like maybe, there's like yeah. that little it like made a point of like making it like, oh, how much do hides know? And they're like, oh, it's we don't really know. But if you're just gonna have him come out and say, like, oh yeah, I was totally at first I wasn't really aware and now I like love killing, you know, like why even have that in the first place? Why even have that luxury, you know? But mm. it is what it yeah. is. It's a minor nitpick. What were some of the uh the more major plot nitpicks? Should we do that? Yeah. Should we do that now? Should we talk about some things that we liked? I- we can we, kind of gush back and forth, I guess. Yeah, we've gushed for a bit. Let's do, let's get into some plot nitpicks. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so my thing is like every single time she had a suspicion of who it was, which she had to have been wrong, like at least three times, if not four times, she goes directly up to the person and confronts them with like no backup plan, no like, okay, this person's a monster. What if they turn on me and attack me? Like, she is not prepared to defend herself in any way, if indeed the person was the Hyde monster. This just seems so naive and stupid. Uh, yet Wednesday is often the cleverest person around and the most capable in a lot of ways. So I just don't understand that, like, why would this character do this? Why would she not have a more clever way of entrapping the person that she thinks is is guilty or, you know, having some people as backup? I guess by the end, with Tyler, she finally does have all her friends there with her. But before that, like every single time you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, I totally agree with that. There's really not much to say. And the thing is, like we've shown that she's super comp- competent, but it's not like she got beat in the fencing duel by Bianca. You know, it's it's not like her powers of like fencing or something is like going to be enough to save her from a hide. And we saw that like, mm-hmm. she, you know. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird. It's just like some unearned confidence. But at the same time, like, I think it worked well enough for her character. Like, she always just seemed to, like, be overly confident in herself to her detriment. And I think, and we saw her fail enough that, like, that was interesting to see. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess it was just disappointing that she never really, she never really learned from her failures. Like, she was never humbled in like, oh, I got that wrong. Like, I... You know, it didn't really ever affect, like, she was never willing to admit that she was wrong or. Yeah. Yeah. And she, like, the had the plot armor of, like, the fact that she couldn't be killed by the hide until they had, like, used her hand or used her, like, blood to open, the, like, the blood of a living descendant to open. Yeah. The, you know, so she had the yeah, plot armor. Yeah. So I guess they wouldn't have killed it. Yeah. So she. But I mean, yeah, she didn't know that. She. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things. And I guess she she kind of apologizes to Xavier, I guess. Yeah, she she does. The other plot holes that I saw that maybe, I don't know if these are plot holes, but I couldn't figure out the answer. Like the flowers, like were those flowers just put there in the in the Gates mansion to like throw her off? Like I thought that was kind of weird. Because they were the same flowers that the therapist had, Yeah, right? like that's that's why you suspected the therapist. Like it feels like those were mm-hmm. just there either to throw us as viewers off or her off. But like there's really no other, maybe people can help me out in the comments, but I couldn't really think of any other like explanation besides just like making like, you know, I could see Miss Thornhill doing that to make her think it was the um, therapist lady. Uh-huh. But, you know. I mean, is weird. that the same type of thing with Xavier? Like, the, yeah that was the uh, other being thing. being framed yeah it's just like why was he well why was xavier always around like we never had an answer to why she he was always around besides just like maybe he was stalking wednesday to protect her mm-hmm. like that was the only 
that's kind of the only thing you can come up with with for why he was yeah otherwise it's just so that she would suspect him which is just kind of weird and the love triangle didn't really work for me super well because i didn't feel very much chemistry between those two xavier and wednesday the wednesday tyler relationship seemed to be going in a good direction until it wasn't which is i guess kind of how you knew that it probably wasn't going to work out yeah Although I do, I mean, I think I was genuine, genuinely like not sure who the monster was, right? Until we knew from the vision. Yeah, but it was kind of weird because I felt like it almost made you care more about who was controlling the monster. And then you really only had the, like, I think it was really obvious that the Gates daughter, Laurel or whatever her name was, was still alive, right? And she, yeah. like, ever since you heard that story of like, oh, she mysteriously died at sea. Like that's right. I th- that like immediately, I was like, "Oh well, she's obviously, you know, a part of right, right." What's yeah, there's no now. body. Yeah, for sure, still alive. I didn't know if it, and you kind of, you know, by process of elimination, like, no, it's either going to be Thornhill or the therapist. Kind of like I didn't really suspect anyone yeah. else. Yeah, like I maybe, didn't. Well, like know which one it was going to be, but maybe Brienne could have been Bianca? suspected. Wait, who's Brienne? Enid, uh, Principal Weems. <laughs> Oh, Brianna, uh, sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about Christie. that, but like none of her motivations really made sense. Yeah, that. right. Yeah, it yeah. would have been a stretch. Yeah, it would have been a stretch. Yeah, she already had like an interesting enough character to not be the murderer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Thornhill made sense by the end. She really was kind of the only remaining possible character. It really seemed like the therapist was an option until she was just offed. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I think that was kind of the one of the weaknesses of the show is it just to me i couldn't looking back i don't think there's a way to know for sure if like you paid attention to the clues if it was going to be the therapist or thornhill there wasn't like a a a solid way to figure that out before the yeah yeah not right yeah but i don't i mean it wasn't supposed to be like a really convoluted plot show like that where you actually are trying to figure out is it I mean, I guess any any show with a mystery, as a viewer, you are trying to figure it out. Like, it's impossible to watch a show and not try. But it wasn't one where there were they were like leaving clues everywhere, and you could possibly piece it together. Yeah. Um. Some some other things that didn't really work for me, like was the um the backstory with uh, her parents and and them being the ones that like murder like murdered the. Yeah, there's some definite filler. Like that was that just like like, pure filler. Yeah. Yeah, episodes like three through five-ish, just a lot of filler. Yeah. I mean, like her relationship with her mom was interesting enough, but like I also felt like you could have Mm -hmm. had that relationship be interesting without like some backstory that you didn't really care about. Then I don't know, like some of the drama with Enid, like her boyfriend. That was just kind of filler too. Enid was a really interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. But you could have, I think that them devoting like her the time with her boyfriends to like have a few more scenes with like Enid and Wednesday would have gone more done for sure for the show yeah I I didn't really care about Enid's boyfriends but Enid and Wednesday relationship was great but I think my favorite part of the show were just the jokes about the snoods that that was all really funny to me for some reason their relationship was great I mean it's just so reminiscent of like April and Leslie from Parks and Rec you know yeah sure yeah it's like the same same relationship which is uh-huh. and the whole time you knew that eventually she was gonna go full werewolf like that was set up pretty well 
And by the time you get into like episode seven and eight, you're like, okay, the werewolf thing hasn't happened yet. Like it's for sure going to be a really big part of the final thing. And she's going to save her. And she does like, and even though you knew that was going to happen, it still was fun to see. So that, yeah, I think that was done well. The first like two episodes, I totally suspected Enid of being the monster. Like she couldn't wolf out because she wasn't actually a werewolf, but she was like another form mm. of monster that she was transforming into. I thought that was a pretty good theory, but I mean, I, I'm not sad that it didn't. Yeah, go no, that's, because, that's decent. That's decent. Yeah. It, it would have been really, that would have been really crushing, honestly. Yeah. Well, if they would have resolved that around like episode four or five and then had like another kind of mystery to solve where she like gets control mm. of her pet. I don't know. Anyway. I'm not, it went a really well, it went a really good direction. Yeah. So there are other things like the, the mortician or the, not the mortician, but the person that did the autopsies. Oh, don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. That him committing suicide was just kind of random and like pretty convoluted. You never really got like an explanation of how, you know, was that Thornhill? Was that Tyler? Like, you know, because it wasn't a monster attack. It was like framed like a suicide. So, you know, like that was kind of left hanging there. There's just like a lot of things like that, um, that I felt like deserved a little bit better of explanations. Then other things like the having Uncle Fester show up, that was kind of fun. But again, kind of filler. Um, it was, yeah, for sure. He was fun. But I I personally have like no Adams family background. So maybe if you have more of an Adams family, yeah, if you watched the show back in the day, that might have been cooler. I mean, he seemed like a funny, quirky guy. So that was fun for a few minutes. And then it didn't really add anything to this story necessarily. Yeah. I'm okay with it though. Yeah, it was fun. I like I saw a lot. I feel like the Adams family was on a lot when I was a kid. So like I could tell you the names of all the characters, but like mm-hmm. I, I don't remember any specific like plots or anything. You know what I mean? So that's the extent of my uh, knowledge about the Adams family. I actually did see one like Adams family play or something. I don't know if there's multiple, but it it was funny. Yeah. So my yeah. my dad or my grandma's my grandma's like nephew's family or like is the n- name the Adams. So it was always like an inside joke, like with my second cousin, ah. like they're the Adams family. <laughs> anyway, so that's kind. Of, I don't know if that's why we watched it or what, but. Um, I think uh, also the the Deus Ex Machina at the end with Goody come and just like healing her. That after. was so cringy. You know, I mean, once again, she right, she she's trapped and she doesn't have a plan. And finally, she no longer has the plot armor, so they just decide to kill her. But even before she dies, like you get the sense that she might know something because I think she says some line about how like you know I'm gonna. I'm going to stop you or, you know, something, something tough. And then she just gets stabbed and she's, I feel like, okay, you know, um, but then Goody just comes and heals her and we're good to go now that, eh, didn't seem earned at all. Yeah. To me, this is evidence of something really interesting. It's that you can have like a straight up mid show. Like, I think the plot was like, honestly, be like maybe even below average, like maybe like four or five. I don't know. Nothing like terrible happened, but like definitely average like sitting around that average Mm -hmm. but when you really do some things well with the character work and and the setting if if you do like one or two things really really well and then do everything else like not terribly then you have a good show you know what i mean like you have a you have a show that a lot of people are gonna like myself included Mm -hmm. so like i don't know if that 
can be like a takeaway for me if I if I just now pay more attention to that and like see if there are is going to be like one of those things I really really like about the show. Uh huh. Yeah. On an unrelated note, I'm going to see Avatar Sue uh, this weekend. <laughs> Completely. Uh, yeah. Do you have tickets for that already? Uh, no, not yet. But uh, I, I'm planning on You're seeing it. it. Nice. That may or may not actually happen. But uh, yeah, I am. I'm excited to see the show. But like you say. It's probably going to be a B level plot, if that, but a lot of other really good things. Yeah, if you're if you're saying through through like a viewing experience being completely blown away by the set by the setting and the visual effects, and the acting is good and the plot is fine, then like it's going to be a good. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. It does make you think, like, man, if they spend all of this time working on these special effects and the actors are doing all this performance and everything. Like, why can't they write something more interesting? And I guess that leads you to the conclusion that writing something interesting is pretty dang hard. Well, okay. Again, looking at this at a macro level, I think that they probably thought that they had something really interesting. You know what I mean? They had a lot of threads that connected together. They had like the Gates family. Yeah. They had the, like, uh, what's their, what's the, the, uh, what's the old guy's name that died? The Goody, Goody versus Crack. oh cracking something yeah Yeah. they had like that thread they had the the gates family thread they had the backstory with her parents they had bianca and like the cult like bianca's family cult like they had a lot of like really kind of like on a macro Mm -hmm. level pretty things that could have been really interesting and they were all like decently well executed but like just how they all played out was not great so i think that like on a macro level going maybe even like reading the script or something i don't know but like you could see how those things could all really work to come to a really satisfying you know conclusion but for whatever reason it just didn't i don't know it's kind of weird but we like we uh we really like the show yeah we like yeah. this show enough to do an episode of Phantology podcast about it which we 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 don't usually do for like not fantasy not like straight fantasy ad- adaptations of like books and stuff we hardly yeah. ever do the show reviews there was so. there was magic it qualifies we're in the, we're in the right genre oh we're in the right genre but like we don't you know typically the only shows we review are like you know um wheel of time and and lord of the ring house of the dragon game of thrones stuff let me make let me make one connection between this show and my favorite fantasy book the name of the wind um i thought jericho and nevermore the relationship between the magical school and the town outside full of normal people that don't like the people at the magical school, but the people at the magical school are always going over into the the normal town and hanging out. Like that was totally the same kind of setup as the university in Emre in the name of the wind. So yeah, it's solid. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the level of analysis that Phantology can bring you about Wednesday. Wednesday is basically the same as, as a, oh crap. (laughs) <laughs> name, the name of the wind yeah patrick rothfuss um, yeah yeah i think quote is kind of like a like wednesday is kind of a goth version of quote i could see it you're not you're not wrong like just really witty comebacks. i don't know if you're right but you're not yeah you're not necessarily wrong Hi, okay hyper competent like a goth a goth version yeah, yeah hyper competent really witty com, uh, com comments all the time yeah but quote quote would never go straight up to someone who he suspected of murder and say you're the murderer. I'm going to stop you with no plan. Okay. 
you're correct (laughs) yeah okay fair enough so with slightly better writing wednesday could be close wednesday could be close all right patrick office make it happen um hop on wednesday season two all right thanks for watching hopefully that was uh entertaining our little uh off the wall take on wednesday if you want to support the show you can do that on patreon and uh what else if you want to talk to us on discord then feel free to do that invites are in the episode description and uh, just drop us a comment on youtube as well and let us know what we missed Uh, i mean we watched the show casually but i'm sure there's plenty of details and we we outlined a lot of plot holes that are maybe maybe filled i don't know let us know how you would fill them yeah if you can answer the questions about the flowers and why xavier resolves around that's that's what i want to answer nice all right thanks josh see you guys later